0: Right, oh, oh. Anyway, of course. I mean, we could. We. I mean, we used to. I didn't have one of these things. We talked about, you know, your Bible, you know, whatever, and my Bible here, and you've got obviously you've got Genesis all the way to Revelation. But anyway, uh, <clears throat> every bit of this is historic, and like I say, somebody is dead wrong. You know, Jesus, who we think is pivotal, that's Jesus. You know, whatever. and It's true. He believes this is the beginning. You know. He doesn't think there's evolution, you know, and if you think about evolution, we're just scum anyway. We're just no better than an ape. We're no better than a dog, whatever, and that's why a lot of our society, what they call us, we're just all bacteria. (laughs) We're not bacteria. You read the book of Genesis, Adam was created, what? In God's image. Then after the flood, the rainbow, the Lord said, a man, man killing animals must die. And also a man that kills another man must die. And he said, Why? Because man is created in God's image, in the image of God. So in other words, well, there must be some importance to us. Yeah, every one of us in this room, we are important, male and female. We're in the image of the Lord. But anyway, so here we go. We're sashaying down through history here. Uh, Genesis, all that. To, to, I mean, it's, you, you pick up with the Jewish nation. Uh, about halfway through the book of Genesis, actually earlier than that, the, f- the 12th chapter. And then Exodus What's that? Well, that's Moses, but it's the, actually the tail end of the story of Genesis. Seventy, 70 um, people, like 70 souls, 72, I think, 71, were down into Egypt. That's Jacob, Jacob's son, and Jacob, and Joseph, the coat of many colors, because notice, remember what happened in that story? Joseph is now second to Pharaoh. What do you get out of that? Well, God wants us all poor. No, he doesn't. Joseph was a slave and the first thing he did when he got to be a slave down there in in Egypt, his master made him king over all the stuff of it. I mean, he he put him in charge of everything. Then he wound up in prison. And then the next move was he, overnight, the prison guard said, you're the best guy we got in here. I want you to take care of all the prisoners. So he's in jail, but he's taking care of all the prisoners. Then the next step is he's second to Pharaoh. And then he stayed there till, till he passed on. Anyway, Moses comes along the scene and that's what Exodus is. They exited, they got out because they, they all wound up being slaves later. Anyway, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, all this historical. And then Joshua and Judges. It's, it's just a historical timeline about 800 years from the time they get out of Egypt all the way down to where we start hitting these kings down here. And when they started getting these kings, their nation had already gone to, to the dogs. And so when Saul becomes king. He's having to fight these Philistines and whatever. Okay, then you got Saul and David comes on the scene. Everything's wonderful there and Solomon. Anyway, that's when you get in the book of Chronicles here. We're going to start here in Second Chronicles. Oh, we're going to skip all the way down here to a king right here in the 17th chapter. Oh, okay. Now, this is Jehoshaphat. Oh, he's about uh, I should know. I think but no, he's 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 nine from uh well, he'd be eight from uh, from his great granddaddy David. But anyway. Josaphat became king and mobilized for war against Israel. Now, what you want to know here, we have the details for a reason. These other kings, they did not trust the Lord. Oh, ha, ha I believe in the Lord. It's not believing in the Lord. Come on. It's trusting the Lord. When things go wrong here financially, trust the Lord. It's not whatever will be will be. It's ask the Lord for his help. He will help you. You know, if you're feeling bad, ask the Lord. He will help you. Well, we as Americans, we buy into all this stuff. Well, I'm hurting because i probably need to slow down. God's making me slow down. No, he's not. Ask the Lord to help you. If God needs to tell you about something about slowing down, he'll tell you, you. know, But ask the Lord for some help. There was a woman in the Bible. She was like this. And she didn't go, you know what? I need to understand that sometimes this helps me realize what people with back trouble are like. <laughs> That's not what she did. She was in that synagogue, and Jesus saw her. And he said, woman, you're loose from thine infirmity. And he touched her, and she was healed. There was another woman that was bleeding, couldn't stop bleeding. Well, what do we do as Americans? That's my cross I have to bear. I'm just glad I'm going to heaven, but I'm bleeding. Well, that's not what this woman did. She was bleeding so much. Every year she spent, she'd been to all kind of doctors, the scripture says, and the Bible said there was a crowd of people around Jesus, and she snuck up as though this was Jesus, and she said, if I just touch him, I'm going to be healed. Now, she's not the only one. The scripture says many people were touching him, and those that touched him were healed. You know, others, Jesus knew about it, and he healed them. Scripture says he healed them all. He was anointed of the Holy Ghost who went about doing good healing all that were oppressed of the devil. You can't read this Bible without going, well, he was inane, and In right the last verse says he healed everybody there. Well, that's getting a little out of control there. No, it's not. The Lord will help you. John 3.16 is based on healing. The verse above John 3.16 would be, let's see, 16, subtract 15 is what? I mean, subtract 1 is 15. He says, as the serpent was lifted up in the wilderness. See, a bunch of snakes were biting people and they were dying. And God told Moses to take a bronze serpent, beat it up, make a bronze serpent, put it on a pole. And everybody that looked at that pole would be well and that's when Jesus said as the serpent was raised up in the wilderness so must the son of man be lifted up and he says for God so loved the world you know so that was a healing scripture but anyway here we go Jehoshaphat what's this trusting the Lord stuff became the king and mobilized for war against Israel okay wartime Americans against the Germans whatever you want to think about okay he placed garrisons you know what that is that's army places okay bunch of soldiers in all the fortified cities of Judah. Of course, we're talking about this is the Holy Land. This is the territory. It could be like Arab. If we're talking Alabama, whatever. Throughout various places throughout the country or the state. You know, we'll say it was Georgia and it was around Atlanta and Augusta. You know, just it's a place. Okay, these are real places. The cities of Ephraim that his father had conquered. The Lord was with Jehoshaphat. Oh, wouldn't it be nice if the Lord... He's with you and I. Hallelujah. Like I say, good picture of a scripture in Revelation. Written to everybody, the churches. I stand at the door and knock. He didn't say, "Well, I'm coming. I'll be there. I'll be there. when I get a chance. I'll get over to you know Tim's house." He's already at Tim's house. He's at Richard's house. Laura's house. Okay, the Lord was with Jehoshaphat because he followed the good footsteps of his father. No, he was just lucky. He was just darn lucky. That's all it was. The Lord just decided to favor him. No. Jehoshaphat made the decision, I'm going to follow the Lord. I'm going to trust that when things go bad, I'm going to ask the Lord to help. Instead of going, I'm going to go bow down before some other God or or go without even asking for the Lord's help. See, that's where we as Americans get in trouble today. We don't ever ask the Lord for his help. A lot of times we think that's Christianity. Well, he he paid the ultimate price like a Marine giving his life for the nation. Jesus gave his life for us. So I don't want to bother him about my finances. Please bother him about your finances. He created all the world and everything in it. Believe me, anything you need from him is so minor. But we make it such a big deal. And then we think, yeah, but I'm just, I'm not... uh, I'm not holy enough. I'm not. None of us are worthy and holy enough. We weren't. It's Jesus who died for us. Did you know in the Old Testament during this time here, there was a morning sacrifice, there was an evening sacrifice. What for? Who did what wrong? <laughs> well, we basically, we were born. That's what it was. The sin of Adam covered us all. By one man's offense, death reigned. Okay. Got that a little cruise now. Let's get the screen back up here. Okay, so here we go. The Lord was with Jehoshaphat because he followed the good footsteps of his father early years and did not, there it is, didn't worship idols. He obeyed the commands of his father's God, quite unlike the people across the border in the land of Israel. What do you mean Israel? It's all Israel, but they had two kings. They were kind of fighting each other. It's one nation, but they were divided, kind of like a civil war. Okay. Anyway. Judah is where Jerusalem was, and that's where the sons of David were still on the throne, which is, see, Jehoshaphat's one of the sons of David. But anyway, Judah's down there worshiping, moo, worshiping cows. These are the gods that brought you out of Egypt. I beg your pardon? What happened to Moses? I don't care about Moses. These cows brought you out of Egypt. What? That's what they were doing. And they had, they had, Things to worship all over town. Every corner. You're going down to the Bourbon Street. Oh, there's oh, You know, like this to it. Thank you for blessing me financially. Take care of my money today. Not asking the Lord to take care of your money. Asking these stupid pieces of wood. Anyway, he obeyed all the commandments of his father, quite unlike the people across the border. So the Lord, look at that. The Lord strengthened his position as king of Judah. Now, how are you going to strengthen your position in your life? Worship the Lord. And that doesn't mean, oh, we're going to sing a song, this morning. No, it's just keep Jesus involved in everything you're doing. Ask him for his help. Trust me, if God wants to tell you something about your life, he will. He's not, he knows how to get your attention. But we think, oh, he got my attention in a car wreck. If you're in a car wreck, ask the Lord to help you. Especially if you're bleeding out. "Ah, Oh, God, oh, oh, I'm going to die. No, save me, Lord. Oh, great prayer. Save me. All right, here we go. Even knocking down, here they are, the, the heathen altars on the hills and destroying the Asherim idols. Okay, in the third year of his reign, he began, look at this, he began a nationwide religious education program. Oh, please, Richard, come on, that's Sunday school. Let me tell you something. If you want to make it in the big time, do what this guy did. Like I said, just keep reading your Bible. A religious education program? What? He sent out the top government officials. Now, look, uh, boss, I don't want to do that. I mean, come on. I'm not a religious man. See, we've heard all this stuff. Well, get to be one. You know, it has everything to do with everything going all right in your life. Answer to who you are. Even things are going so great. And you don't. well, I don't need God. Well, do you think about who you are? Or what? Why were you even born or whatever? Anyway, Jesus has answered everything here. He sent out top government officials as teachers in all the cities of Judah. These men included. Now look at the Boy, he's indicting himself now because this was fairy tales. No, it wasn't. We got the names of who all these guys were. Okay, he also used the Levites. Okay. Look at all these names. Here's what they did. Oh, I know. They, they, they come up with their own stories. No, they did not. There's where we fell up. You take this book and you just read it. I get so tickled in, in our Bible Belt Society and, and around here and I love it. They'll go, what do they say when they have a meeting over at somebody's house? We're having a home Bible study. Thank God. Okay, And hopefully a home Bible study. They're actually doing a home Bible study. I'm glad we got that part right, you know. But sometimes we have a home Bible study. first thing we do is you'll see the guy gets in there and he says, and we, after we're having coffee and stuff, he brings in some paperback. And it's a paperback. And he goes, I'm a, we didn't even do anything with this. He's going to teach out of this paperback. It says something like, when God says no in your prayers. I, I don't read where God says no in your prayers. He'll say yes. Okay. Anyway, so all these guys here—they took copies of the law of the Lord to the cities of Judah to teach the scriptures. So wow, what we're doing this morning is the same thing. We're just teaching the scriptures. Well, look what happened. Then the fe- look at this. Then the fear of the Lord fell upon all the surrounding kingdoms. Now, now, whoa, 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 whoa. That- time out. This is a fairy tale book. And there's no way you're going to make your enemies like Russia and all China and all these people. They're not going to mind themselves unless we get out there and be a big dog. And because, I mean, God's fake. This is just, uh, it's like what they say. religion's the opium of the people. It just pacifies it. This is not fake. God, Jesus said it this way. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. All these other things to be added. You, you think Jehoshaphat is being a fool here. You should be working on your military. You should be out there training what Jehoshaphat do. We're going to study that Bible. We're going to study the scriptures. We're going to study about God. Not what people say about God. We're going to find out what God did to Abraham. We're going to find out what God did to Moses. We're going to find out what you read the history. And then look what happened. All the enemies, man, none of them declared war on Jehoshaphat. I don't care what kind of problems you're facing today. Your number one thing you do, just read your Bible. Read your Bible, read your Bible, read your Bible. All the bad things will calm down. Even some of the Philistines, look at this. These are the bad guys. Man, they brought in presents. Wouldn't that be a day? Woo! The Arabs donated 77 rams, 77 goats. That's the reason when uh, uh, my mortgage company wrote me and wrote me a check yesterday, I thought, (laughs) praise God, I wasn't expecting that. Great. Okay, Jehoshaphat became very strong, built fortified city fortresses, built fortresses and supply cities throughout Judah. His public works program, okay, look at that. Success, success, success. And he had a huge uh, army stationed at Jerusalem, which was his capital. Now look at this. He had three three 300,000 troops under General So-and-so. That ain't all. Next was this other guy. He had an army of 280,000. Well, now we're over half a million. Next, he had this other general, a man of unusual piety, he had 200,000. Then a guy named Benjamin supplied, well, the, the, the tribe of Benjamin. supplied 200,000. They're, they're, they're bumping a million right now. Troops. Wow. His second commander was Jehoshaphat, 180 trained men. These were the kings in Jerusalem addition to these other places, la, da, da, da. Okay. Now, let's see what takes place. All right. Here we go. Now, who can we blame was his success in chapter 17? It was the Lord. He just asked the Lord for his help. He trusted the Lord. Here we go. But rich, popular Jehoshaphat of Judah. Now, he's going to make some mistakes here, but watch how he recovers. He made an alliance for his daughter, uh, with his, for his son, with the daughter of King Ahab of Israel. That was the guy that's worshiping the cows across the way. <clears throat> you know, I say you make things, work deals out, you cut deals. A lot of times you'll see the scriptures, these kings here will marry the Egyptian daughter. And that, you know, as long as daddy's on the throne in Egypt, well, then he can't be wanting to knock off Israel because his daughter is married to him. So that's how you work things. Well, that's what Jehoshaphat had done here. He thought he was doing the right thing, but sometimes we think we're doing the right thing and sometimes things will foul up. But watch how the Lord will still protect you. Okay. <clears throat> A few years later, he went down to visit this guy. His, that'd be his new, mm, what, his relative. Now he's kin to him. Okay. Brother-in-law, you'd say. Anyway, King Ahab had a great party for him and his a butcher in great numbers of sheep. Vox, they had a big feast, you know, tailgate party. And he asked King Jehoshaphat to join him against a bad guy. Hey, I know you got about a million troops here and I got this bad guy beating on my back door. Huh? Would you help me knock him off? Well, Jehoshaphat says, man, yeah. And actually they were brothers. These are still all the children of Israel. They're Abraham's kids, but some of them are worshiping the devil, basically. And... Uh, Joseph, that's worshiping the Lord. Notice what he says. Why, of course. Excuse me. Hang on. Let's get that out of the way. Come on now. There we go. Why, of course. I'm with you all my way. My troops are at your command. Notice what he says. This is where we get in. This This is the thing we're supposed to do. Let's check for the Lord first. What do you mean check for the Lord? Well, let's get the Lord's help. Well, King Ahab, he summoned all his heathen prophets, 400 of them. And ask them, "Hey, shall we go to war against these bad guys?" Oh, they said, "Oh yeah, man, go ahead. God will give you the victory." <laughs> Jehoshaphat wasn't satisfied. Isn't there some prophet of the Lord around here? I'd like to ask him the same question. Now, some of you have heard this story, but again, <clears throat> doesn't matter. We watch it again. Look what look what he says here. I'd like to ask him. Ahab said, "Well, there's one, but I hate him. He never prophesies anything but evil. His name's Micaiah, son of Imlah, whatever." Oh, come now, don't talk like that, Jehoshaphat said. Let's hear what he has to say. So the king of Israel called one of his aides and said, Go get this guy. So they went and got him. Anyway, the two kings were sitting in front of their thrones and they had all all their fancy stuff, whatever. Anyway, one of his stupid prophets got up there and said, You know, you're going to kill these Syrians. You're know, you going to take these horns. He was hoping, The Lord's going to give them to you. Oh, yeah. The others agreed and said, Oh, you're going to prosper and all this stuff. Anyway, finally, uh, uh look at this. The man who went down to get Micaiah... Told him what was happening, uh, that the war would end in triumph for the king is what he was telling him. He says, "I hope you'll agree with him and give the favor, give the king a favorable reading." Micaiah said, "Look, I vowed by God, I'm only going to say what God says." And when he arrived at the king, the king asked him, "Micaiah, shall we go?" war against this guy. Now, what do you think you need to understand here? Sometimes we think that these, what we've heard was all of a sudden these bad news prophets, we have somebody come in the door, we're having a great time, oh, thus says the Lord, you know, Dustin's gonna bite the dust this week, bad things, uh, and we all go, uh uh-huh. Throw all that out the window. History behind this records these prophets are only getting in the face of these kings and saying, if you do not quit throwing your kids to the fire and worshiping these stupid idols, you're going to lose your nation. Well, that's not us. We're trusting the Lord. So, you know, don't think of Micaiah here as just, you know, he's the bad guy. Jeremiah hated being the bad guy. Jeremiah said, Jeremiah said, Lord, I, don't I ever get to say anything good? And the Lord says, look, there ain't anything good going on in Israel. You tell them what I want you to tell them, and I'll keep you safe the whole time. But Jeremiah has been out of shape a good bit. He finally calmed down, but it took him a couple of times because he was having to say bad things. Well, that's because these kings were terrible. Okay, so anyway, the king, uh, oh, okay. So look what Micaiah says. Oh, yeah, go ahead. It'll be a glorious victory. (laughs) Of course, he was being sarcastic. The king said, hey, look here. How many times must I tell you, don't say anything unless the Lord says you to. Micaiah says, in my vision, I saw all Israel scattered upon a mountain as sheep without a shepherd. And the Lord said, their master's been killed. Send them home. Ooh. Didn't I tell you the king of Israel claimed to, he does this every time. He never prophesies anything but evil against me. Well, chapter 17, everything is glorious for Joshua. Figure it out. This stupid king knew what he was doing wrong. He didn't want to. He didn't. He surrounded, matter of fact, his prophets, guess what? They weren't even Levites. He let anybody that wanted to dress up as a prophet or whatever. And no, uh, uh, or um, whatever. Anyway, a little story here. Uh, Micaiah says, I saw a vision in heaven. He said he saw this. Is how we're going to get uh, Ahab to bite the dust. But anyway, we're going to skip that. It's a good part of the story, but we're going to go on. So look what happened. So anyway, um, the king wanted him arrested. Uh, Let's see. Arrest this man. Take him to the governor Ammon and to my son Joash. Uh, The king says put this fellow in prison. Feed him with bread. You've heard this bread and water. Okay. Until I return safely from the battle. Boy, look Micah said, if you return safely the Lord didn't speak through me. Boy, I mean, boy, Micaiah knew he was doomed. Well, look what happened. So anyway, so they go out to fight this battle. The king of Israel said to Jehoshaphat, hey, I'll disguise myself so no one will recognize you. But you put on your royal robes. That's like putting a target on Bob. (laughs) <laughs> you know, he's supposed to go out there with Laura out there and Laura's in camouflage but they put a target on Bob. Anyway, so anyway, now the king of Syria had had instructed had issued these instructions to his charioteers, ignore everyone but the king of Israel. Boy, they wanted Ahab dead. So when the Syrian charioteers saw King Jehoshaphat, they saw him with his royal stuff on. Now watch what Jehoshaphat does. This is what we do. Now remember, he shouldn't have been messing with this king anyway. I know he was trying to do the right thing. But the Lord said, look, he's, he's tied up with his idols. Let him go. He wants these other gods to help him. Let him go. Anyway, they saw King Jehoshaphat in his royal robes. They went for him, supposing that he was the man they were after. But Jehoshaphat, now come on, we're not dumb in this room. Here's what we do. Now think if you're, you're riding in this thing all of a sudden the whole army that you're fighting is focusing on you. Your world is closing down fast. What do you do? You pray to a God that you don't believe is there? That's not what Jehoshaphat did. He knew God was there. He didn't say, well, whatever will be. If that might be my time, I'm going down five, four, three. No. He cried. Look at this. He cried out to the Lord to save him. Oh, to go to heaven. No. Oh, no. It's now. We're going to go to heaven. This is now. He cried out to the Lord to save him. Can you imagine these Syrians? Why do they care? I oh, will kill him real quick. And when we got to get over here, get it. No, they stopped. Look at this. He cried out to the Lord to save him. Look what happened. And the Lord made the charioteers see their mistake and they left him. Oh my goodness. For as soon as they realized he was not the king of Israel, they stopped chasing him. Wow. Anyway, one of the Syrian soldiers, they shot an arrow just wild. And it hit the other king. Look at that. Anyway, uh, and it struck the king of Israel at the opening where his armor, in between the armor and the lower shoulder plate, whatever. He says, get me out of here. He groaned to the driver. I'm badly wounded. The battle grew hotter and hotter. And then anyway, Ahab went back in, propped himself up. Can you imagine that? He still wanted to fight. He propped me up. (laughs) And then he's history. He dies. All right, here we go. As King Jehoshaphat, he went home uninjured. A prophet showed up. Now, this prophet said, now look, boss. (laughs) Should you be helping the wicked and loving those who hate the Lord? See, that's what the problem was. That other king and up bunch, they hated the Lord. He says, because of what you've done, God's wrath is on you. But there's some good things about you that you have got rid of the shame idols throughout the land. Now, Jehoshaphat knew even though God's wrath was on him. He really was on everybody. He still knew about the mercy of the Lord. That's how David got away with everything. Watch what Joshua. Did. We did not even got to the story about Jehoshaphat that we hear all the time. We're fixing to we're going to summarize. So made no more trips to Israel, but remained quietly in Jerusalem. He went later out among the people, traveling from this place to that place. Look at that. To encourage them to worship the God of their ancestors. That's because they wanted to keep running after these idols. Then he appointed judges throughout the nation. Instructed them, watch your step. I have not appointed you godhead. What did he tell these judges to do? Be just. Be just. Okay. Be very much afraid to give any other decision. That, uh, uh, than what the Lord gives you. Uh, anyway, uh, for there must not be injustice among God's judges, no partiality, no taking bribes. See, the whole country was out of, they were completely going to the dogs. But Joshua stepped in, look at that. He set up courts in Jerusalem, the Levites, the priests, and judges, their instructions were, you act always in the fear of God with honest hearts. Anyway, he so says, if you get a case, uh, anyway, he says, whenever a case is referred to you by a judge out of the province, with murder, or all this kind of stuff, um, uh, he said, um, uh, uh, when you clarify the evidence, let them... Anyway, just be just is what he's saying here. Okay, let's skip down here a little bit. Uh, let's see. Uh, yeah, all he said, he appointed Amara, the high priest, to be the court of the final appeals involving uh, violations of sacred affairs and whatever. And he, mainly, he, he like, see, look at the bottom line. Be fearless in your stand for the truth and honesty. May God defend your innocence when you find a word. Okay, well, reason I want to do this, I want to keep all this together. Okay. Now, here's the story that we've heard, and we started with this one. We didn't finish the other one, but notice this prophet said, man, the wrath of God's on you, buddy. You don't need to be messing with that other king. You barely got out by the skin of your teeth. Well, Joseph had, knew he got out because he cried out to the Lord, but he also knows that he had, the Lord wasn't happy with him going down there. Then all of a sudden, later, that I mean, here we are. The armies of Moab, Ammon, Mennonites declared war on Jehoshaphat. Oh, no. Word reached Jehoshaphat that a vast army. Now, wouldn't you think that Jehoshaphat's probably going, well, you know, win some, lose some, I guess you know. He's not going to lose this one. No way. Look what he does. Like he did in the other chapters. He's just going to trust the Lord. A vast army is marching you against beyond the Dead Sea. It's already at this place and that Jehoshaphat was badly shaken by the news. And look at that. He was determined to beg for help from the Lord. Wow. He announced that the people of Israel should go without food for a time in penitence and intercession before God. People from across the nation came to Jerusalem. What did they do? To plead unitedly. Jehoshaphat stood among them. No, wait a minute. He got his, he got his chaplain to do that. I'm not a praying man. Like Wonderful Life, not silly. He was a praying man. That's the reason Jimmy Stewart got out of that mess. He prayed. But anyway, the point here is uh, this king's praying. He's praying in front of all the people. What kind of prayer do you pray? Well, think about it. Oh, Lord God of our fathers, the only God in the heavens, the ruler of the kingdoms of the earth, you're so powerful, you're so mighty, who can stand before you? Boy, look how he's just saying, Lord, I know how great you are, how great you are, how great you are. Look at this. You're so powerful, who can stand before you? And he knew the history here. Our God, you didn't drive out the heathen. No, didn't you drive out the heathen in this land when your people arrived? Didn't you give this land forever? Remember, it's the promised land. I mean, it doesn't take a real... You don't have to be that brilliant to figure out. when a, You're in the promised land. Hey, hey, hey. And all of a sudden, somebody's trying to take over the promised land. What are you going to do? Think Well, it's not, the, it's not the promised land anymore. So you have a, basically a constitution with the Lord. And you just say, Lord, wait a minute. You're not schizophrenic, are you, Lord? <laughs> You're not an Indian giver, are you? No, he's not an Indian giver. But you've got to stand up for help. You've got to know the Lord will help you. So he's saying, Lord, you gave us this land. Now here comes these bad guys. They're trying to take it from us. Help us. And guess what God says? You better believe I will. Matter of fact, God says it ain't even going to be your battle. It's mine. So that's what he says. Your people settled here. We built this temple. Truly believing that this, in a time like this, Solomon had this prayer too. He said, no matter what's going on, if anybody anywhere will pray Toward this temple, Lord answer and get him out of trouble. And notice this, disease or famine. And we blame it on the weather. And we blame disease on, well, we just, the medical science, we just hadn't quite cracked the code on that, that on that uh, Humpty Dumpty disease there, whatever it is, you know. And we're missing it. It doesn't matter what disease it is. Oh, boy. You need to take a little bit of time and just research your Bible on healing and you'll find out, you know what? <laughs> healing's for me. Not just for somebody else. It's for you. Okay. We stand here at this temple before you for we are here in, your, in this temple. And we cry, look at this. We cry out to you to save us. Notice he didn't say, well, if it be your well. No. And that you will hear us and rescue us. Now that's what trust in the Lord is. Now this could be on a lower level financially or some problem, big, great, or small, or whatever. There's a big difference here. All you got to do is plug yourself in. And now we see the armies of this one, this one, and this one. You wouldn't let our ancestors, and this was historical, when they were almost to the promised land, Moses wasn't allowed to attack the Moabites and the Ammonites because they were descendants of Abraham's nephew Lot. Okay. Now look what they're going to reward us. They've come to throw, look how he said, they come to throw us out of the promised land. Now that's a good bargaining point. Tell the Lord that. Same thing happening to you. The devil's trying to kill, steal, and destroy. Lord, you redeemed me from all this stuff, and the devil's trying to throw me out of what you bought and purchased with the blood of Jesus. What do you think the Lord's going to do? He's not going to say, well, times have changed. No, he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. So look what he says. They've come to throw us out of your land. Oh, Lord God, won't you stop them? We have no way to protect ourselves against this plan. We don't even know what to do. But well, notice what he says. But we are looking to you. Every bit of That's the reason we have the details because we can do the same thing. Anyway, notice who, uh, let's see. I skipped down a little bit. I know where I'm at. Look at this. Okay, as the people from every part of Judah stood before the Lord with their little ones, their wives, and their children. It's, it's all of us. It's not like, well, we'll let the preacher folk handle this, and we'll just sit out there in the army and worry. No. Well, he ain't supposed to worry. Anyway, the Spirit of the Lord came upon this guy. All right, gives you who the guy was, all the details. He says, hey, listen to me, all Judah and Jerusalem and King Jehoshaphat. The Lord says, don't be afraid. Don't be paralyzed by this mighty army. Praise the Lord. The battle is not yours, but God's. I should say so. This is the promised land. Now I want to stop here because we already know that basically they send the singers out front. Do you, know, do you see why it's not, it's not singing? Oh, I'm just going to praise my way through this. No, you're not. You're going to trust the Lord in this. You can sing later because you're trusting the Lord, but some people think, it's a secret. This was top secret. I know the key. Well, I'm going to go out there and just start singing a song. You better be trusting the Lord. You're trusting singing a song. Trust the Lord. Don't trust singing a song. That's the reason it all fits together so lovely here. But anyway, he says, go out tomorrow. Look, he says, tomorrow go and attack them. You'll find them coming up from this place and that place. But you're not going to need to fight. Take your place. Stand quietly. See that. Look at this. The incredible rescue operation God will perform for you. Now, that's I don't care what you're faced with today. You've got an incredible rescue operation fixed to happen for you right now. If you don't, stay on your knees and pray till you get it. You're supposed to have it. He says, don't be afraid or discouraged. Go out tomorrow. The Lord is with you. We have every bit of that. Boy, Jehoshaphat, boy, he hit the dirt right there. So did everybody else. Man, they they just fell to the ground worshiping the Lord. Okay, let's speed up a little bit. So anyway, boy, these guys started praising the Lord. Okay, the next morning, they got out there. Oh, uh, and uh, the army of Judah went out to the wilderness out there. On the way, Jehoshaphat, uh, Jehoshaphat stopped and called him and said, you know what? I'm having a little trouble here. I don't believe the Lord's going to do what he's going to say. <laughs> no, Jehoshaphat, re, uh, he, just, he just brought this up again. He said, look, we're going to trust the Lord. Okay. The people of Judah and Jerusalem, he said, believe in the Lord your God. You're going to have success. Notice it. well, believe in the Lord and the Lord may, may squish your head or he may raise. It's no, it's no 50-50. Wow. You know, God didn't create a stupid heavens and earth. You go up there and look at night and go, boy, those stars are squirreled up. Getting worse every night. (laughs) No, it's glorious. Creation's glorious. Okay, anyway. So he said, look, everything's going to be all right. He said, after consulting with the leaders and the people, he said, hey, we're going to let the choir go out there. Oh, man. That's really trusting the Lord, you know, sending the choir out there. But the choir wasn't worried because why? They were trusting the Lord too. Anyway, they went out there singing his loving kindness is forever. Now, whoa, 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 wait a minute. Josh, fat you blew it in the chapter, two chapters earlier. Didn't matter. He was even married into that problem. But it didn't stop him here. He was even told the wrath of God's on you, buddy. He might as well just get, let his army kill you. No, uh-uh. His loving kindness is forever. Anyway, the moment they began to sing in praise, the Lord calls. You know the story. Boy, the ambushments took place, you know. But I want us to drop down here to what happened. We know they wiped out everybody. These guys, the Ammonites, they turned against each other. They killed everyone. Here we go. Last part, and we'll stop. So that when the army of, it, of Judah arrived at the watchtower, the place where you could look out over everything, when they looked everywhere, they saw dead bodies lying on the ground. Not one person escaped. They didn't even have to swing the first sword. King Jehoshaphat and his people went out to plunder the bodies and came away with loaded with money, garments, and jewels stripped away from the corpse. It took three days. And then look what they did. Like they always do. We need to rename this place. They named it the Valley of Blessing. Now, you don't call it a Valley of Blessing if you think it's just going to be one time. You call it a Valley of Blessing to remember Praise the Lord. I'm always going to riding my horse. Where are you at today? Ooh, I remember what happened here. The Valley of Blessing. We thought it we were going to be killed, but we asked the Lord for his help. We trusted him. The Lord told us we're going to be all right. And man, I tell you what, what, we never took so much money and stuff back home that day. It was fantastic. So what do we get out of this? Father, we just thank you for your word today. We think if we're not feeling good, you'll take care of that. Whether we're sick or whatever, feeling hurting, doesn't matter. You'll take care of it. Lord, if we're suffering financially, look what happened here, Lord. We realize you will take care of us financially. Praise the Lord. When is the heaven opened up and poured out a blessing? We can't receive it all. Whatever. If it's not some problem we've even mentioned this morning, but it's something else that's on our heart, we're worried about it. Well, it doesn't matter. You're the great God. You'll fix it because we see what you're doing here. And that doesn't leave anything left but for us to be able to tell other stories about what you've done for us. The same thing happened here. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, amen. Hallelujah. Glory.